Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and today I'm going to be wrapping up Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, two episodes came out the other day, uh, the Arrow episode and the final episode, which was uh, a Legends of Tomorrow episode, which they kind of build it as like an epilogue wrapping everything up. So I'm just going to combine those two episodes all into one. Uh, I know I did... I know I did the first three separately, but these last two, I mean, they came out back to back, uh, one right after the other. So big time spoilers here. If you do not watch both of them, because I'm going to be talking about both of them, uh, you better tune out now, watch them, and then come on back. Alrighty, so when we last left our intrepid heroes way back when in the year of 2019, um, the multiverse was destroyed. Everything was gone, and they were sent off uh, pretty much in, in a last-ditch effort. These paragons, uh, these these heroes, seven heroes that were slated to uh, you know pretty much save everything, uh, they were sent off to a place, a space that was beyond space and time. And uh, you know, one of the paragons was the Kingdom Come Superman, played by, played by Brandon Routh. Uh, but you know, at the last minute, Lex Luthor, who had control at one point of the Book of Destiny, wrote himself in, uh, and he became the paragon of truth and uh, pretty much replaced Kingdom Come Superman. So we have we have all these heroes now. Trapped in one place, there's really nothing else left out there. But there also is left something else else left out there because you know when when this opens up, well when 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 crisis opens up, uh, the Arrow episode, uh, we get a flashback. We get a flashback to ten thousand years ago, and we basically get the origin of the Monitor. Uh, he was a scientist on another planet who was very interested in time travel. Uh, he actually time travels back to the dawn of time, uh, pretty much the beginning of time itself, not knowing anything about the multiverse, not knowing anything about any of this stuff. And his presence there pretty much creates a breach in the multiverse and introduces antimatter into it, which in turn creates the anti-monitor. So pretty good origin story. I just want to say that uh, I know for a fact that this this Arrow episode, the fourth episode, was co-written by Marv Wolfman. Marv Wolfman, legendary comic author who pretty much wrote Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know, the Crisis Saga back in the day. I mean, he wrote it. So he was brought in to consult uh, pretty much for the series, and uh, he helped – he co-wrote this fourth episode. I kind of wish I didn't know that because let me tell you the first three episodes and I, and I've podcasted about it and I really had nothing but great things to say about it. Not just because they give a ton of fan service and they did, they gave us a ton of fan service in those first three episodes. I mean, they were really well written. I was very excited for it because look, tackling this saga, this crisis on infinite earth saga on TV with the heroes that they have available, I think they did a really good job of it. Then we get these last two episodes, and what I felt was, you know, overall, I felt that they paced the story really well in the first three. They get to the fourth episode with the idea that the fifth episode, this, this, um, you know, 
this Legends episode is going to be like an epilogue to wrap everything up, that they had to resolve everything in the fourth episode because I felt like they totally rushed through it. And, you know, you can't tell me that they didn't. I mean, they did. They really, really rushed through it because basically what we get is the Paragons are all trapped there. And we're just getting a nice little narration. You know, I don't even remember who it was that was giving the narration. Uh, but they were basically saying like, yeah, they're stuck here and, you know, they're going to try to figure out a way out. And there was a lot of loss and this and that. And time passes because Ryan Choi, you know, suddenly has this big, thick beard now. Um, even though, you know, uh, Lex Luthor, who, you know, his beard still remains nice and trimmed and everything. So obviously he owns a razor, but Ryan Choi doesn't. Um so basically, you know, we get the origin of the monitor, the anti-monitor, and really the origin of this whole crisis um, of antimatter from the anti-universe being introduced into our multiverse, you know, our our world, our universe, however you want to call it. That's great. That's good. This is a great beginning. And then we're just going to kind of rush right through it. So like I said, these Paragons are trapped in a place beyond space and time, and uh, we see that Barry tries to access – he tries to access the Speed Force as a way to get out. Um, it's mentioned that he pretty much disappeared and he's been gone for months. When he finally resurfaces, he swears he's only been away for a few seconds. He was unable to access the Speed Force, which tells him, yeah, this little place where we are, that's it. There's nothing else out there. Then we cut to Oliver Queen – being trained on how to be the specter where the heck is he if these paragons are really the only thing that's left in existence then where is oliver queen specter whatever he finally learns what it means to be specter I don't know how they don't really go into it and he pretty much returns to the you know and he, he like I said he returns to them um Lex Luthor, Ryan Choi, they're trying to build teleportation devices, time, whatever. They're failing at it. Oliver Queen, Spectre, shows up and he's pretty much like, no, Barry, the Speed Force is out there and, uh, you know, I could help you, I could help you access it. Boop, taps him on the forehead. Boop, you know, there, you could access it now. Um, we get this really convoluted thing of everybody getting sucked into the Speed Force, but then, you know, Barry Allen, first of all, and I can't believe they did this. So Barry is running through the Speed Force, and he's apparently able to access everything and everywhere and every existence. And who does he run into? He runs into another Flash. Now, is it John Wesley's ship? No. Is it Jesse Quick? Is it Wally West, you know, from the TV show? No. It's Ezra Miller as Flash, as Barry Allen from the movies in his costume they come face to face i guess you can say it was funny i was like oh no you didn't you're you're, you you didn't do this because we have this big crisis going on remember barry crisis on infinite earths we have this big crisis no we're gonna exchange one-liners well what are you cosplaying well that's a really cool costume wow yours looks like this wow yours looks like this and at the same time hey i'm barry allen no you're not barry uh the multiverse is falling apart 
or is gone, and you're supposed to try to save it. Uh, he gets away from that. He runs into Oliver Queen Spectre, Spectre Oliver Queen, who's basically like, I brought you all into the Speed Force, but I don't know anything about the Speed Force, and we're all lost, and you have to search the entire Speed Force and bring us all together. So basically, he tells Barry that you have to look for moments when we all met and, you know, key moments in all of our lives when we all came together and that's where you're, that's where you'll find us. So, you know, he, he, he finds Supergirl when they did their very, very first crossover with, uh, those aliens that came, the Marauders, I believe they were called. I don't remember. That was so long ago. Um, Kate Kane, who really is new on the scene, she just shows up at, at Palmer Industries and they're like, what are you doing here? And she's like, let me tell you about you, Oliver Queen. And I'm just like, okay, we're we're going to save the multiverse. Uh, basically, Oliver Queen is saying, I'm going to bring everybody into the Speed Force because Barry will then be able to take us pretty much to that point in time when, you know, the monitor created the anti-monitor and we're going to, you know, we're going to have to do battle with the anti-monitor there. But let's get a backup plan, which is smart, which is we'll have Ryan Choi, Supergirl, and Lex Luthor. They'll go back in time to when, before he was the monitor, when he was just a scientist and get him to stop from traveling to the to the dawn of time and creating all this. Um okay, fine. That's that sounds like a good plan, but like I said, they get into the speed force and then it's like, "Oh, we're all lost in the speed force, Barry. You got to come find us." Um Ryan Choi, Supergirl and Lex Luthor though, they they go where they need to go and then Lex Luthor's like, "Haha, I wrote myself some mysterious powers and I'm going to take over everything." Zap zap zap. Um he fights the monitor who hasn't become the monitor yet. Well, he does and Ryan Choi convinces him not to go back in time and do this. There's a big fight. Then next thing we know, we're all pulled to this dawn of time where the anti-monitor is created. And he gets created anyway because he's like, it's a multiverse. You stopped one monitor, but there's a million monitors out there. And one of them eventually got through. Why did we go through all of that? So basically now what we get is is Oliver Queen shows back up again. And he's like, look, here's the deal. With my new mystical spirit specter powers, I could restart the universe. So really what we get here is, look, this was teased way back when when we did Elseworlds Finest. Uh, when the monitor first showed up, I got to prepare all you guys. The anti-monitor is coming. Uh, you know, Supergirl and Flash have to die. Uh, Oliver Queen steps in, makes a deal. No, you have to keep them alive. I will make this ultimate sacrifice. So here's his ultimate sacrifice. He becomes the Spectre, who then is able to sort of restart the multiverse. Now, I know this is a departure from what happened in the comics, and I'm okay with that because, look, you don't have access to all the heroes that you did in the comics. You know, you, we don't have access to all these storylines and everything like that. That's fine. I get it. But it just – I mean, this whole episode is just so rushed. If we're going to get to this big conflict between the Paragons 
excuse me, between the Paragons and the Anti-Monitor, let's just jump there. This whole running through the Speed Force and we're all together and now we're all separated and go find us. And he runs through into all these like, you know, let's just show some stock footage from stuff that happened, you know, seasons ago. And, uh, you know, oh, hey, let's run into the Flash from from the movies. That'll be funny, right? No, it wasn't. It was really, it was ridiculous. It was, you know, the first three Crisis I was loving it. These last two really undid a lot and undid a lot so much so, well, when I get to the end, I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, So, yeah, now we're going to have a big showdown. So all the Paragons have to fight off these anti-matter ghost things that the Anti-Monitor is able to create while Spectre slash Oliver Queen battles the Anti-Monitor uh, he tells Barry, he's like, you know, I'm the spark. You got to fan the flame. So they pretty much defeat all these ghostly spectral antimatter thingies. And they see that, oh, okay, Oliver's locked in combat with the anti-monitor and lights shooting out of his face and he's creating a new universe. We got to help him. How do we do it? Well, I'm the paragon of hope. I'm going to think about the hope. And Lex, you're the paragon of truth. You think about truth. So they basically... That's what they do is they watch what Oliver does and they, they, they think about, you know, they think about all these qualities that they represent and the new universe is born. And, you know, we, we see that Oliver did make that final sacrifice. Um, the anti-monitor is destroyed and um, Oliver Queen, Spectre, pretty much all his power is gone now. His, his life is fading nice touching but i feel they could have stretched this out over the last two episodes instead of saying we're going to solve the crisis in episode four and then we'll have a nice epilogue to wrap everything up in episode five no stretch it out over episode four spill it into episode five and then the back half of episode five do your nice little wrap up because episode five comes on now and i was like okay you're treating this all like it's a joke because all the Paragons now are waking up like, what, huh? Where am I? What's going on? So we find out that now what it seems to be is there's no more multiverse. It's one Earth. And all the heroes are there now. So before where we had essentially Supergirl on her own world, Black Lightning on his world, and the rest of the Arrowverse is on the Arrowverse world. Legends of Tomorrow, they flip back and forth, so we can't really count them, uh, even though they originate in the Arrowverse Earth. Well, we're all together now. We're all together, and you know, Black Lightning's there. He, he, he shows up, and the thing is, is the Paragons... Uh, you know, they know that it's different. So now you got to remember who the Paragons are. So that's Lex Luthor. That's Supergirl. That's Ryan Choi. Excuse me. That's Batwoman. Uh, it's, uh, John Jones and it's, uh, White Canary. I think I got them all. I think I got them all. So remember who that is, because the thing is, there's another character that suddenly is very confused about where he is, and that's Superman. And that's Supergirl Superman, not Kingdom Come Superman. Supergirl Superman, because there's there's a scene where he's flying around and patrolling, and Lois is like, I need help with the boys. He's like, the boys? I didn't know 
you should know Superman because you're part of this world now. Um, so Kara wakes up. You know, she thinks it's a dream. She's really not quite sure what's going on. And hey, they're they're giving out the Nobel Peace Prize to Lex Luthor. What? And everybody's cool with it. Lex is cool. Lena and Lex are awesome. And they love you, Supergirl. Why are you so confused? John Jones shows up because he was a paragon. So he knows what's going on. And really what he starts to do is people that are like wondering why these heroes are so surprised, like Supergirl and Flash, you know, they stop, they stop uh, the Weather Witch. Because Supergirl's sort of like, who are you? She's like, I'm the Weather Witch. You know me. And Flash is like, nah, that's my villain. And it's like, no, they're, they're all your villains now. Because we get a nice cameo here by Marv Wolfman, who sees Supergirl and Flash teaming up. He's like, I love it when you guys team up. And, he, you know, this is where they learn that this there's one Earth. And they're all on it. And they've always been on it. So... John Jones pretty much goes around to to key people and uses his abilities to really kind of fill them in as, as to what happened. And apparently in this new one Earth, Oliver Queen had died. Well, they find out again that he died again to pretty much start. I mean, it, it starts to get really, really convoluted here. So what we get now is we get this epilogue where it's like, okay, there's only one Earth and the Paragons have to get used to that and the people around them are informed about what happened. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Anti-Bonitor is still alive and he's going to come and get all you guys. And we get a nice big team up and the meeting of the minds and the scientists, uh, you know, um, Ryan Choi and Ray Palmer uh, and Nash Wells, you know, they all come together to create a device to finally once and for all get rid of the anti-monitor. And really what we get here is we get some silly fighting, uh, jokes and jokes. And really what happens is is we learn that, uh, you know, all the heroes now are on this one Earth. But wait a minute. There really is a multiverse. And this Earth that we're seeing now is earth Prime, which we had way back in the beginning because the Arrowverse Earth was Earth Prime, was Earth 1. Supergirl, I believe, was Earth 32, maybe. Well, now they put all these key heroes on one Earth. But there's other Earths with different heroes. Uh, we get a little teaser of Stargirl, so we see her there. Uh, we see the Titans universe. We see the Doom Patrol universe, which apparently is separate, I guess, from the Titans, even though if you watch DC Universe, they're all supposed to be together. I don't know. Uh, and Kingdom Come Superman's back. So there's a multiverse again with heroes spread out. Why did we do this? I really don't understand why we did. The only reason they did this now is to put all the CW heroes all on one earth. So now I said how this kind of ruined things for me. This season, I am still watching Supergirl and I'm watching Batwoman. Um, I'm really heavily invested in Batwoman. I think it's a great story. I like the fact that they're kind of keeping it separate from everything else, from the Arrowverse, from Supergirl, even though, you know, Kara and, and Kate have met before. Um, now we're all going to be lumped together. So the second half of Supergirl and the second half, especially the second half of Supergirl, because now there's a whole new universe out there. 
Lex Luthor and Lena and Lex are her friends now. You know, I don't want to spoil what happened in in the first half of Supergirl, but some stuff with Lena and and it all went down. Well, we're just going to erase all that now. Um, Batwoman chasing after Alice. Well, why can't she just call Supergirl now? Because we're now all on the same Earth. And I kind of liked everything separated out a little bit. And now we're bringing them all together. You know, Black Lightning is now on this earth. Now, granted, I watched the first uh, season of Black Lightning and I thought it was a good show, but there's a lot on TV and and I, I kind of fell to the wayside. Well, you know, now he's here. How's all of this going to factor in? How are you going to do your big crossover events now? I mean, you could still do crossovers. You know, uh, there could be one giant threat to all these heroes. That's that's fine. But I kind of like the jumping back and forth between between Earths. I, I kind of enjoyed that. We don't have that anymore. I feel that there's no reason to put them all on one Earth. You know, you have your big crossover events. You get this because this is what we get at the end. This epilogue is wrapping up. Uh, it comes out that Oliver Queen made this big sacrifice, even though nobody on this brand new Earth saw him make that sacrifice or even knew about it. If John Jones didn't go around informing people with his telepathic abilities of what really happened, nobody would have known. But they discover that Oliver Queen made this big sacrifice. So at the end, we see pretty much all the remaining heroes are they're having a big tribute to to Oliver and you know black lightning is kind of like why are we doing this in an abandoned building which i was wondering too you have this memorial to him and i'm like it's in an old warehouse if you watch the flash if you remember way back when first or second season i believe it's the first season when he's trained to be the flash there's an old star labs you know secret base secret lab which look like the old Hall of Justice from the Super Friends cartoon. That's basically where they are. Basically, Flash is like, hey, guys, we just created the Justice League. But is it the Justice League? Because when they all sit down, you know, and they're sort of like, yeah, we're all hanging out together, we hear a monkey. And when I heard a monkey, I was like, don't do this to me. Please don't do this to me. They started to play the Super Friends theme from the cartoon show. Now, I grew up with that, and I love the Super Friends. But to bring it in here now and to have, we see we see a, a monkey cage open, and it says Gleek on. Oh, my God. I'm like, really? This is what we're doing now? I just, I felt all the good work they did in the first three episodes was totally undone by these last two episodes, and I now don't understand why they even bother to do Crisis on Infinite Earths. Again, I never felt the need to put all these heroes on one Earth. In fact, I like them separated out. I like the fact that even though Batwoman is part of the Arrowverse, she is on that Earth. She is very separate from them. Uh, I like the fact that they can only really see Supergirl over big crossover events or like we had way back when, when they did the musical episode, which I did enjoy. Um, You know, now they're all together and it's kind of like... It kind of makes me think of uh, when you watch that first Ant-Man film when... uh, you know, when there's a big crisis going on and, and 
you know, Paul Rudd's like, why don't we just call the Avengers? You know, it, it's like, that's what I'm going to feel like now. It's, it's sort of like, you know, Batwoman's going to be hunting down Alice. You know, Supergirl could just be like, I could find her for you in a second. And, you know, she, she can't really kill me. Like, I could just do this for you now. I, I feel like all that's going to be gone. I'm going to finish up this season of Supergirl. Most likely this is going to be my last season of Supergirl. Um, I really feel like it's really starting to lose me. And again, it's not that this is a bad season. I'm just sort of like, I think I'm starting to get tired of it. And especially after this big crisis on Infinite Earth things, I'm really starting to get tired of it. I want to give Batwoman a chance. I do like this standalone story. And if they really keep it distinct, if they keep it so separate from everything else, keep her in her own little world there. Keep her in Gotham. Don't let anybody, you know, don't let anybody in interfere in Gotham City. You know, you want to have a big crossover event once a year? That's absolutely fine. Create a giant threat and let's have our big crossovers. But don't have Flash, you know, appear in Gotham City. You know, don't like just just please don't. And I'm worried that they're going to do that. But only time will tell. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram stuff. You don't need to know podcast is there. I post pictures about the stuff that I talk about. Every once in a while, I will throw up a poll. Uh, also want to throw it out there that, yeah, this is not the only podcast that I do. Don't forget that uh, I'm also on Enter the Nerd Zone with my good friend Pete. Uh, we just recently recorded an episode, so look out for that. I also do a third podcast with my good friend John uh, over at Nerd and Me. Uh, he and I are doing a podcast about American history called Our Story. Uh, we're going to pick different key moments in American history, talk about key figures in American history. Uh, So keep an eye out for that one as well. This is Jay, and I will talk to you guys later.